swinging a fly ball to right field. This one is deep. And it's gone! A home run! Hardcore winner for Alex Avila! Swing and a miss! He got him on strike! Oh, baby! And welcome back, guys. This is our second official Tiger Talk podcast. I am your host, as always, and we got some uh, couple new faces here. We got Zach. Why don't you introduce yourself, Zach? How's it going, guys? Zach, hailing from the Shy Town, Shy City, White right. Sox fan over here. Jesus. But I am doing. <laughs> it's fine. I am reporting on some of your Tigers guys, Tiger stuff for you guys as well. So even though I'm a White Sox fan, I still you gotta hate. You gotta love the hate, love hate relationship. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't actually allow him in the studio. He kind of <laughs> broke his way in. But no, no, it's all right. And we also got uh, Mr. Jonathan Yells producing for us, getting some. Uh, Witty remarks, perhaps? Yes, I will jump in when I am needed, and I am a Tigers fan. Okay, yeah, so you're going to be needed a lot more than Zach is. Well, I'll try to you, back thanks, you up, guys, Richie. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to, I guess, we're just going to go freeform here. We're going to probably talk about a little bit of a rivalry between Tigers and uh, Tigers and White definitely, Sox. Definitely, definitely. Not much of a rivalry right now with the White Sox finishing third last in all of baseball, but... A lot of new additions for the White Sox. Tigers fans look to see a lot of these new guys coming up, a youth movement for the White Sox, but honestly... What the White Sox used to be competing a lot with the Twins and everything, now it's the Tigers. I don't think anybody's going to compete with the Tigers anytime soon. You don't, about, you don't think White Sox have a chance in 2014? Honestly, I know I did a, I know I talked briefly about kind of the White Sox projections for next year, but I don't think anything higher. I, I said 500 on the dot, actually. I don't think anything higher than third place, really. Really? Well, who's going to be second then? I, I put the Royals. Oh, the Royals in second place. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give Cleveland any... Um, any help i feel bad for them not a good sports town but not doing <laughs> not doing so much lately they finally put it together last we're year. gonna find a cleveland guy yeah, for, next, for next week we're gonna have one guy we got a five whole central here. thing yeah al central we'll just... you're not gonna pick up for cleveland you're not repping for him i can represent whatever team you want me to represent for this podcast <laughs> all right man thank you That's i might so not good. represent them fairly but i, I, I can represent can you, a cleveland can you all represent right. the royals Sure, I will represent the Royals this entire podcast. There you go. All right, you're a big Hosmer. And I'm serious about that. Right. Starting right now, I'm right. I'm a Royals diehard. Represent, dude. Yeah, dude, Hosmer. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Awesome. We got the our, future. Yeah, we got our first, second, third place AL Central. There we go. We're perfect. Go. perfect. <laughs> All right, so Zach, I want you to yeah. tell us why you're a Chicago White Sox fan. Give us a little background. Well, so, like I said, I'm from Chicago, Shy City. Um, pretty much it, growing up, my dad was a White Sox fan. Uh, White Sox or Cubs whenever you're in Chicago and I was talking to these guys a bit earlier it is so unfair whenever you go into like a Dick Sporting Goods or any sporting goods store and it's 75% of the goods are Cubs gear and you get pretty much 25 not even 25 not even doing the math right with the White Sox they just kind of screw up when they're putting the White Sox gear in but we get nothing and it's always like back by like the janitor's closet and we just get totally messed up which is surprising too considering Cubs have gotten over 500 once well they have they've been awful and they keep they keep getting these guys they signed up a massive deals finally got rid of everybody but it's almost a tradition now in Chicago to like the losing team with the lovable losers? I guess it is, right? It's yeah. supposed to be the popular thing, maybe. Yeah, the Bulls got the lovables as those cheerleaders. I guess we're lovable losers then, kind of following suit with the rest of the team. I but, guess I guess so. Yeah, pretty much a White Sox fan. I don't know. I just like the way they played growing up a bit. I love Frank Thomas, obviously, MVP couple years. Uh, he's a fun guy. I actually suppose he got his autograph when I was a little kid. Um, but that's, yeah, represent. That's a different thing. But 
I don't know. I like them. I like them now. I just kind of like their hard work and attitude. I love the underdog teams. Like, I love watching Oakland. No, I know you guys have beaten up Oakland in the past couple of years, but. Yeah. The Royals? I, no. No, no, no. No. All right, <laughs> no, we're done with the Royals. the Royals. Yeah, no more Royals. But <laughs> Maybe we should switch them. Uh, yeah, yes. You're just on our uh, You can talk about the Cubs now. Cubs fan? Yeah, yeah. I, do I love the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, what I was going to ask you was, yeah. uh, um, did you know from the start, like you definitely did not want to be a Cubs fan or was it like, was it that whole underdog thing? Like you didn't want to go with mainstream Chicago. I think I'm not a hipster or anything, but I think I honestly think <laughs> you're uh, baseball hipster, yeah, pretty much, white whatever, Sox fan, whatever that is. But, um, I don't know. The Cubs have a different mentality. I'm kind of not, I guess in some ways I am a hipster. The Cubs are like this big party atmosphere. If you go to the park, it's like actually a, an attraction. Go to pretty much the museums in Chicago, go see the Willis tower. Uh, go to Navy Pier and go see Wrigley Field. Right, so watch is, the White Sox, or rather the Cubs lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, right? So it is more of a party atmosphere. I don't know. They, uh, growing up, I had a lot of friends who were Cubs fans, and the, they were successful over the White Sox, and they were kind of mean to me, kind of bullied, <laughs> little sports bullying. <laughs> well, but, that um, makes you passionate about the yeah, team, then. Yeah, it's right. It's the same thing yeah. here with Michigan and Michigan State, right? Exactly. No, it actually is, in a lot of ways, the same rivalry. But, yeah, definitely White Sox. Proud you're going, the day you're going down to their uh Yes, I am down training. in Arizona, down to Glendale to watch White Sox play. It's going to be really exciting this year. I talked briefly a little bit ago about a lot of the guys we brought in. It's always fun watching these. I know I went th- I'm going to go this year. I went the year of when they won the World Series. So it was really fun. We had uh I know the second baseman Tadahito Aguchi, who's a stud. If you ever all you guys <laughs> listening out there, go on YouTube, search in Tadahito Gucci play at second base. It was a beautiful play. Okay, I'm doing it now. You're doing it right now. Rich yeah, is doing it right now. It, He's been going all. Yells, you're going to do it as too? As much as I don't like watching White Sox fans <laughs> win things. Just forget what uniform he has on. 2005? <laughs> I think so. It's awesome. A beautiful play. Right, See, we make good plays. Like, Burley made that good play a couple years ago, two years ago, but we just never put it together. Burley's made multiple, he has. He's won multiple under the legs yeah, plays yeah. from the pitcher side. He's he must a, practice that. He's won a couple gold gloves, actually. Has he's he really? good. Yes, he has. Wow. <clears throat> Burley also uh, had a couple perfect. I remember the uh, yeah. who was in center field for the perfect. D Wayne Wise was it? I watched that entire game actually. I, I always thought he was showboating. He had it in his glove. Who D Wayne Wise? Yeah, he's yeah. going up. He made a great play. Something I could never do. That I wall was. Eight, I can't believe he was starting in center field. He's not. A, he wasn't a. No, was it Yales? Do you do you watch that game? Was he in center field the whole game, or was he a defensive replacement at the end? I can't remember. You can't remember? I definitely think he was in the game. I right, watched I could, it. I should know, I guess. I was, I, You know, I turned it on in the eighth inning. Yeah. I turned it on because it was all over the news. Yeah. Burley was going seven perfect. Yeah. And I just said to myself, well, I mean, I, might, I guess I'll watch it. Tune in. Yeah. And he always he, he gets the ball in his glove. He's got it securely. And then yeah. he, he bobbles he it and holds falls. it up. Yeah. I thought it was Kicks a it off his foot little bit yeah, of showboat. A little dramatic. Which leads me to my next point, that you like Hawk Harrelson. I love and him. I feel like I shouldn't allow you to speak after that statement because <laughs> well, it's not drives here me already nuts. being a White Sox fan. But no, honestly, Hawk Harrelson, he's fun. He's one of those old guys, kind of like Bob Euchre over in Milwaukee. <laughs> but but um, just a bit outside. But yeah, we got our Jim Price guy. So. Yeah, yeah. And who doesn't love Jim Price? Right? But no, I love Hawk. Obviously, he's, if you're not a White Sox fan, you hate him because right. he's very, very Homer. Right. Yeah, he's a too huge homerism guy but he's allowed to do that yeah the good guys bad guys but i used to I, watch him uh i don't know what station's on in chicago but we get wgn sometimes yeah, yeah. in the detroit metro area and we get the chicago cubs and white sox fan you always hear hawk with his uh he gone he gone yeah he gone you can't put it on the board yeah yeah yes yeah <laughs> i've heard that too many times for my liking just a can of corn uh, he's a blast oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome man if you're a white sox fan you gotta love the guy yeah, that's true. I mean, we have that 
with everyone's. I mean, even our even our Fox and, Sports Detroit guys. Yeah. they're they're a little bit biased, but you love and hate the guys at different different yeah. points and times. But yeah, I like to hear. There was one another YouTube video where yeah. Hawk was just ragging on his team for 2013. I think oh. it was after one error, pop up in a. I think in yeah, an infield pop up. It was on, on like Sports Center top top not top ten for like a hundred <laughs> years because it was so bad for, for some people. Yeah, exactly. Had to watch it yeah, over exactly. and over again. But it was awful. He went on a, a total rant. I know one time in Tampa Bay. If you want to listen to something else by Hawk, there was a bad call in Tampa Bay and Hawk went off. I think he almost got suspended for something too. He was saying <laughs> really? yeah, it was bad. It, it was really bad. Huh. I'm always up for watching. Hawk videos Hawk. where he's angry. Did you see that Aguchi thing? Hawk did you watch it? Which one? The Aguchi play? I did not. You know what? I got distracted. You're letting me down. I, I, my, anger, White Sox my anger about Hawk. Got, it got it doesn't way. exist. It just doesn't Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't. oh, I don't see it. No, I see 2006. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. 2006. Yeah. I might have gotten the year wrong, yeah. No, he's a, thick, <laughs> no. he's a figure of the White Sox fans' imagination. No, 2006 was uh, Tigers. Remember yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Two AL Central teams went in two years. Well, you, you definitely didn't win anything. That, that's for sure. No, you know, well, we won a couple ALCSs, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that matters. Just, I, I recall that vaguely. Yeah, I've got the play right here. Iguchi makes incredible throw while no, falling. I couldn't find it. He was falling? Yeah, Bobby Jenks is pitching. I'm going to look up Cubs. Oh! Win. Nope, there's nothing there either. Okay. <laughs> Another thing, too. We're just going on a YouTube rant right now. Beautiful play. Oh, I know. God, I love it. It, it works out really well for a podcast <laughs> that we're going on a YouTube. <laughs> but another thing, go to uh, Cubs-White Sox brawl. That's a blast to watch. <laughs> who started that one? Was uh, that who was the, the Zambrano one? No, it was, that's when Zambrano went nuts in the dugout. It was yeah. the catcher for the Cubs. It was Barnett or something. I think, and then Perzinski. We had Perzinski, who, who everybody hates if you're not a White Sox fan. But right, right. <laughs> and then I know Crady got in it. It was a blast. I think it was Barnett. I that's, think his name was Barnett. That's something that Detroit doesn't do a lot. Like Leland used to come out all the time and argue yeah. for the Tiger. He he would yeah. do his old school yelling at him. Pull out his stretcher and yeah, his get ejected. Crutches, yeah. Like, but usually there are no Tiger big brawls, which is sort of disappointing. But well, you think we've had a lot of like at plate and on the yeah. mound kind of battles. The one in right. Boston. Um, the one true. last yeah. year, but yeah. I, I'm what I'm curious to see is how uh, Ausmus does with that. If he's going to be the guy who goes <laughs> up there and backs up all those guys, well, I don't what. think he can show up Leland to that aspect. But I think it's going <laughs> to yeah. be. I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what Ausmus does at all. I have no indication of how he's going to do. Honestly, I, th- I think it's kind of tough. It's not tough, but I think it's easy on him. I think it's kind of unfair. Whatever, like he's obviously going to win 90 games unless you see something crazy happening. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him, though. I mean, this team is designed to win and i always feel bad for mike illich because he's gone three four years yeah he is not in good health especially at this point yeah and he's you know this is the year for the tigers to win it yeah and i think it's it's this year and according to what is going on in spring trading basically it seems like al smith's model is just let them have fun they're just having hmm. a blast they're having maybe that's what they need yeah they're yeah. having like basketball tournaments down in spring training <laughs> they're just well, like that's why i got rid of prince prince couldn't he was he a monster play basketball. he was hurting too many people down there <laughs> he was the shack the center guy <laughs> yeah. you know but what? honestly i think yeah if you look at it, that's a good point like i think this is the year for the tigers you bring in a new guy like osmus if he can't do it you look at honestly in my opinion a lot of the other people in kind of detroit and around baseball think scherzer's gonna leave you right. look at Scherzer leaves, you lose a guy like that, kind of a rebuild mode. Well, not necessarily a full rebuild, but... Restructure. Yeah, restructure. Well, we, have a, we had a lot of people on one-year contracts. Everybody yeah. who was yeah. filed for arbitration had got one-year deals. That includes Avila. Yeah. That includes Scherzer, who was probably one of the biggest ones. And it's hmm. going to be tough, but I, I mean, maybe getting real... I mean, it's bad to say, but maybe getting rid of Leland 
maybe a good choice? I think it is a good choice. And I know, obviously, I did some projections that I didn't put the Tigers as champions. Sorry. But oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, obviously, you guys will go far. But no, no, no. That's fine. I had an article earlier this year. Check that out on uh, Impact Internet. Sports. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> Name drop. And uh, I... I didn't pick him to go to the World Series this year either. No. I know it's horrible, but I think Osmus needed a year. Maybe he does, and maybe that's what kills us. But Honestly, though, right now, I'm having a little change of heart. Just thinking All about right. it again. Yeah, I'm actually giving you guys some credit. We're persuading him. Yeah, I'm not changing size. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, Hawk. But um, oh, I think kind of with the redistribution of wealth, kind of like a, a socialism thing in um, in kind of the AL, I think, honestly, you look at Boston kind of shifting some of their talent over to New York. Which I thank them for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you look at the Central, I don't think Cleveland's going to be that good since they lost Jimenez and Kazmir. I don't know. I, I don't know if the Royals are going to put it all together with their young talent. I just think, obviously, they'll win the Central. You look at the, in the East, like the Rangers didn't make the playoffs last year. The Angels aren't that consistent. Um, Trout signed his massive deal of a million dollars to yeah, avoid arbitration. That's a, that's a huge deal. I'm a massive deal. One million dollar. I'm assuming he's going to get an extension. He on will. That. I heard something that they're looking at like a six year for 150 million or something. Jeez. It's just to like he's, avoid arbitration. He's going to be a rich man. Yeah, that's there's a yeah. 143 players. That was one of the biggest yeah. file for arbitration. But uh, it was actually the I think it was the biggest since 2007 or something. Really? with Ryan Howard and the Phillies. I, I thought it broke the record. I think it did. Break I think the it record. broke the record yeah. okay. for MLB history. Yeah. Yeah. As you go along, more and more players want more and more money. And yeah, because Howard's was nine hundred thousand or something. I think. Yeah. Well, but, it's, it's just the way money works. If you yeah. keep going up, everyone's going to keep asking for the same thing. Right. Exactly. If you want to exactly. sign them, well, exactly. that's that's just a flaw with sports, though. That's what I don't know if a it's huge flaw. Dombrowski is proud of the fact of this, or that the media just types it up. But Dombrowski's gone. What during his tenure of six or seven years now hasn't had one person who's needed an arbitrator to file hmm. for. Uh, Good for you guys. Yeah, makes, we're uh, our organization's got it together. He makes good pizza and he avoids our. That's right. You know what? Yeah. Illich is one of those good guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, besides the Lions, which will never, ever, ever do anything yeah. positive, which unless Illich or that family picks it up. <laughs> I mean, the Red Wings got it together. Yeah. The I mean, the Tigers obviously got it together. Pistons. I, I mean, I don't. The Pistons are off doing their own thing with Joe Dumars, but <laughs> and I don't even know who their coach is anymore. I think it's uh, some interim guy. Yeah. yeah. Eh, useless. Yeah. Eh, back to Tigers. Back to Tiger stock yeah, where right. it matters. So I wanna uh I wanna talk about our lineup here. I know you're yeah. gonna love it here, because uh, we we really everything was worried about our lineup and who was gonna be where, mm-hmm. who was gonna lead off because Jackson was atrocious in the ALCS uh yeah. against Well Boston, supposedly Castellanos has lead up potential, am I right? Well apparently today when they played the Braves and won, uh Kinsler was the leadoff guy. Yeah. But I think Kinsler probably is going to lead off he was the leadoff guy huh. in texas yeah. i believe and well here's here's how the lineup went it was kinsler okay. who went first followed by rajai davis who's i think probably going to take up the second spot as well okay uh and after this it gets kind of interesting weird. yeah right i mean it's spring training and yeah, so be you have out a there. bunch of no names out there right yeah. we got victor martinez big no name who knows Victor's, about yeah what and then uh, <laughs> we got jordan leonardson at first base and lombardozzi uh, played today too right yeah lombardozzi yeah. uh he hit ninth yeah at shortstop and i want to give a shout out to because i know he's gonna be listening it's dan fields who uh batted seventh in center field u of d jesuit high school uh Alma mater. Another name drop. Another name drop, yeah. So, Dan, if you're out there listening to <laughs> Richie's it. dropping them left and right over here. Yeah. I'll get you on. Uh, <laughs> I fun. didn't know him. He was a couple years uh, couple years before me. But. So, yeah, that was our lineup. Yeah. Castellanos bad six. Obviously, I think Cabrera said he's going to continue batting third. Smiley was on the mound, right? Smiley was on the yeah. mound. I don't know how many innings he pitched. I don't think – probably wasn't more than one or yeah, two. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think it matters much. Uh, so, it's going to be Martinez backing up Cabrera, which is going to be interesting. We talked about a little bit before hmm. that – with a loss of fielder, and 
Cabrera and Field were huge, huge friends. Arguably, and one of the best tandems in baseball. Right. You, the fun thing with every, unfair thing with everybody in the Central, you have arguably the best top three rotation, and arguably the last year, well, the best right. like three, four, and five hitters. Three, four, in baseball. five, yeah. yeah. Even with Martinez, because our 2012 year was totally without Martinez, and he came back. Even now, yeah, even still, I think it's right. one of the best. Yeah, for sure. With the. Uh... And then Jose Iglesias. I yeah. mean, he's not a power hitter by any means, no. but I think he's, he's a contact guy. Yeah, hits all fields. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, especially late in the year when Cabrera was hurting, we yeah. didn't have men on base when Cabrera was 140 RBIs in, going for like 160 that's, something. Ridiculous. That's honestly the most important. And speaking from a White Sox fan over here, you look at us. If you look at some of our numbers in the past, you look at guys left on base, runners in scoring position. It's disgusting if you look at end of games how many guys we left on base. Right. And that's just obviously the Tigers fell victim to that with some of these big home run hitting slow guys. They're just looking to hit it over the fence. But honestly, with your lineup, I think you brought in a total overhaul. You look speed, Absolutely. especially with moving in on defensively with Castellanos over at third and Miggy back at first. Right. Which I think, if you're talking about prolonging careers for Miggy, he's yeah. obviously getting older. Yeah, he's I, not as sm- he's put on a bit of weight. He lost weight. I, I, Did he really? 2013, I think 2012, 2013 year, he actually lost 20, 30 pounds. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, that was for oh. the switch to second to third, or third first to third base. But Jesus Montero in Seattle needs to take some advice from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even Feeler, I mean, yeah. even he's at first base. But yeah. he, uh, so he's lost some weight. He might put it back on. Not that he needs the power. He's a no. pure talent swinger. Yeah. You oh, go, he's got it all. When he had that rip to, or not ripped, <laughs> when he had that pulled groin or whatever was going on down yeah. there, uh, you could watch him. He wasn't lifting up his foot. When he was swinging the bat, and he would drive the ball four. No, he's feet. he's a mammoth. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean, that's been talked to death. But uh, do you know? Actually, sorry to interrupt you. Do you know that the White Sox were actually in a deal right before the Tigers to get Miguel Cabrera? Really? Yeah, we were actually the favorite, and then you guys swooped in with all your money and oh. glory and took him away from us. We didn't have a lot of money or glory back when we got Miguel. <laughs> well, he had enough to beat us. <laughs> do you know who was in on that deal? What for the White Sox? Yeah, who, who they we were, were going to give up. I know it was a bunch of prospects. I could bring it up right here. But I know we were right on the cusp of getting him, and then you guys swooped in, and you were going to give him, like, Willis. And then um, who were the other guys you gave up in that deal? Oh, geez. I'm, besides Doncho Willis, I think it was a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. But I know – Willis was the big guy. I don't know what happened to Doncho Willis, and he was not obviously doing a whole lot of pitching for anybody big right now. But <clears throat> I'll try and find it right here. But, yeah, I know we were right on the cusp of it. With the White Sox, but just... that's interesting because you know you think about it, Miguel Cabrera is that guy that one one trade like that's going to change a franchise. Oh, it especially changed a franchise. You look at you guys before oh, yeah. that before that trade, it was nothing. Right, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely nothing. <clears throat> that definitely turned everything around. Like if we would have gotten him, I'm looking at a picture right now. He's just a big happy guy. <laughs> but <laughs> he's we, never not smiling. White Sox. We have our own big happy guy in Avasail, who actually in the uh, Interstate game a couple game games ago hit two run bomb. Oh, really? Represent Avasail. Mr. Mr. Garcia over there? Yeah, Avasail over there in right field. Yeah, I think your own Cabrera, people would get him confused when he was rounding the bases. Yeah, no. They, they look exactly they the same. They do look exactly <laughs> the same. Honestly, I've heard a lot of guys in the dugout on and Twitter, and obviously kind of over the web, have talked a lot about Avasail, how he's supposed to be really good. And you guys are talking about your 3-4-5. Give us a couple years. We'll have our own 3-4-5 with Abreu and Avasail. A lot of people are saying Abreu could be like an MVP candidate. Pretty really? soon, so we'll see how he. Here's a uh, here's who we got for yeah uh, for Mr. We gave up, we got Miguel Cabrera. Uh, gave up Dontrell Wills, Andrew Miller, <laughs> yep. Dallas Trahern. Uh, we all know who that is. Julio De La Cruz, yep. Burke Badenhop, and uh, Cameron Maven was actually a pretty big prospect yeah. uh, for Detroit beforehand. I don't. Uh, he's a 
faded away since then. But he was a, I remember he was supposed to be the guy. Really? Yeah, he's uh, playing for the Padres now. I think he's starting. Well, I'm looking at right now. All right, Yales, I found that over here, actually. It said the White Sox were legitimately in the mix for Miguel Cabrera. They were supposed to give up Josh Fields, who's a third base prospect, really good. A lot of people thought really highly of him. He was supposed to take over third base after Creedy left. He's, I don't even think, in baseball anymore, actually. And then Gio Gonzalez, Gio Gonzalez, who's an absolute stud, pitched with Oakland and then now with Washington. He was like one of our best pitchers in our, our farm system. And then John Garland, but obviously we didn't give in Garland. And that was kind of it. But we were, we were legit one of, the, one of the teams for Cabrera, but we wouldn't give up all that talent. Yeah, that's why I th- that's why when that topic always comes yeah. up is prospects, are they worth keeping or whatever. Right. I always say go for it. I always say go for it too because you look at like some of these teams, prospects just let them down. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's just the numbers are against you. Like it's going to sure. it's going to work out in your favor. Yeah. If the guy you're trying to get is a Miguel Cabrera. Well, with the White Sox too. Sorry we're talking about so much White Sox, but obviously yeah, I let you on we're talking about big uh, rivalries in the Central and the White Sox are going <laughs> to definitely be there pretty soon. But Yeah, I know, and I can't wait for those Royals either. So. <laughs> yeah, Royals. I'm still waiting for my time to tell my story, really? how I became a Royals fan yeah, and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we'll do it. One thing with, I know you guys probably know Gordon Beckham, second baseman for the White Sox out of Georgia. Right. They brought him up. I think he played like 50 games in the far, in um in the minors, and then we brought him up right away. There was a deal in place for him. He came second in rookie of the year to uh, the closer. Oh, I forget what his name is. He's with Boston now, but the closer out of Oakland. Bailey. Um, yeah, yeah, Andrew Bailey. But Gordon finished second to him. We had a deal in place. Um, Gordon, we were supposed to get some big time talent. We could have traded for. I forget who it was, and we didn't take it because Gordon. His rookie year, he looked like like a Kinsler, like a obviously Cano's a superstar, but Gordon looked, yeah, looked really good, good fielder and everything. But he is awful now. Contract year for him. The ladies love him, but I don't know if the ladies love hitting under two hundred and <laughs> a bunch of errors at second base. Well, going back to the point about uh the farm system, yeah. Was, I mean, I just want to bring up the fact that Detroit's farm system is, I mean, awful. We, well, uh, now since you got rid of your two best guys, it's well, right. nothing. We consistently do that. I mean, it it pays off at some points, but you can't. I don't. I can't name a prospect that's grown up in our system for more than, besides maybe Verlander. For hmm. and he didn't than, even really go through it that much. Either. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was a young guy. Year. Yeah, he was a talent guy as well. <clears throat> but, okay, but if are you guys complaining? If you got a Glacius, well, no, you, have a, but... <laughs> you have a potential perennial Gold Glove shortstop, and if he and if he fun, somehow finds offensively. That guy's going to be an all-star player for years to come. <clears throat> so it's like what Eels. It's like what you were saying. Like if you give up your your talent in your farm system, like it's worth it. Like if you pick up Miguel Cabrera, you pick up guys like Iglesias, it's worth it for sure. And I think right. that could be the difference between the White Sox and the Tigers, stuff like that. Yeah, and I I don't. It comes down to the actual trades, and if you get it to work out in your favor, because it's not. The Tigers didn't give away great talent. It's not like we ended up yeah. giving three solid guys away well. for Miguel Cabrera. It yeah, was true. most of the guys didn't pan out whatsoever. So it Willis, was worth Willis it. Willis didn't really pan out that well. He did later on, but yeah. But in in a sense, it's like <laughs> for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, for a couple of minutes. Yeah, they went crazy. Um, <laughs> in a sense, it's like it it comes down to the Tigers just don't have a well organized farm system. True. They just don't produce guys from the top to or from the bottom to the top. There's no one in Toledo who could legitimately no. be starting um especially in the pitching rotation in the next five years i mean we're gonna at least not in the pitching but and we're gonna find out if they can have any talent at all with castellanos he's the first real yeah. guy that's gonna start did porcello come through your farm system 
I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Sort of. He, he's he's played big, in Toledo. He's he got a big role this year, stepping up from the five to the four. He's had a he's had a big role for three years. And he hasn't he's really been produced. perfectly average for us as a four or five guy really, in though, almost every situation. I think he hasn't been asked to step up that much. Like when you have those, well, last year you had four like very capable starters with Fister, Sanchez, Scherzer, right. and Verlander. We have Verlain. three. Oh, per- perfectly capable is an understatement. Those well, guys. For, oh, for real. Sanchez, obviously, see how Sanchez performed with you guys lately. He could be like a top one or two rotation guy. Sanchez, I think, Sanchez, at least the way he played in 2013, he was a one in a lot of, almost half the MLB. Well, a lot of people, I was talking to a lot of my friends and a lot of people talking about if anybody should be in Cy Young discussion, like, Sanchez actually had a better, right, a lot better year than Scherzer. A lot of people talk about Scherzer. Just his numbers look, his like they're more aver- dominating his numbers. Average numbers. A lot of people say like his numbers. You'd see like if just briefly like ERA, his wins. It's right. like those numbers look good. But if you look more in depth, like a more prof- like more professional numbers, well, look Sa- better for Sanchez. Sanch- professional numbers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's <laughs> true. He was more of a technician guy because Sanchez, <laughs> at least during the postseason, he would go. He through what six and two thirds maybe seven yeah. innings of no hit baseball in the ALCS and every single one of our pitchers had at least one game where I think they threw gave up no runs well the most important part of that is too is like you guys don't have that no offense you guys don't have that good of a bullpen so if you have no, a guy oh, going geez. seven and two thirds or eight almost eight innings like that's huge I don't even want to talk about a bullpen man I mean, the guy I like in your bullpen the most if you ever play MLB 2k well it actually isn't a game <laughs> anymore but Albuquerque's breaking ball is so filthy it's not even funny really the two guys I always get and Yale since you're a diehard Royals fan over there the two guys I always get is um is Al Albuquerque and then his oh my gosh what's his name the right fielder used to be with um Oh, this is terrible. Uh-oh. He has a cannon in right field. Played for the Royals last year. He was a rookie of the year in Atlanta. Who has him now? He has a gun. Oh, God. I don't even Old know. Old or young? Old. He's old now. Oh, uh, Francoeur. Yes, Jeff Francoeur. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. He has. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in love with the guy. He has, like, the best arm in baseball. So those are the two guys. They're not very good. He's but... won you a couple games in a 2K. Oh, for thing. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody tries to run from second to third. You're done. Francoeur will gun you down. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about our bullpen because you bring up Albuquerque, who was obviously better than some of our other guys yes. during the ALCS. Didn't give up a grand slam, so I guess that's, that's true. a positive that's thing. That's true. That's a positive. He didn't trip on his way from home from third. That's another positive Jesus. thing. It was, it was a horrible. I felt, you know, it's horrible as a Tigers fan to watch your starting pitching like be predicted to be amazing. Yeah. Go out there, be amazing, and then just throw the game away with horrible bullpen pitching. and well, that's, that's part of the thing, and I think that's one of the most important things with this year when you look at Ausmus. Can he turn that around? Like, you look at, so it's two AL pennants, two World Series, nothing. Nothing right. to show for it. You look at the talent, like you said, pitching and hitting. Like, it's, you have no weaknesses except for your bullpen, right. which if that's your biggest weakness is sometimes not not the biggest problem. But, yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> we've shown it is. Yeah. And that's been a problem for us for years. This goes back to 2011 when we had the same issues with, I mean, Valverde was a mm-hmm. liability, at least in 2013. Maybe not so much. He had his perfect year, which was a 69 as a 69. I think that was back in 2012. And then fell apart yeah. during the postseason against the Yankees. He looks like a clown, by the way. Him <laughs> and Octavio Dotel, they could run their own, like Raylene Brothers. <laughs> you know, he does circus. that thing where he, before he steps onto the grass, at least he did it in Comerica, where he spits to the left, spits to the left, and then there's a little hop. That's good. That's good luck, grass. actually. Yeah. I, I guess it's good luck, but the more he blew games, the, the more he started to despise it. And then you just go out there and you just hate watching it. <laughs> Not, People stopped spitting and everything. It was like a global yeah, epidemic. <laughs> and, now, and now we'll have to get used to the whole 
uh, Joe Nathan thing yeah. with the Ugh. lips, the, <laughs> you know, the horse thing. <laughs> that used to piss me off yeah. when I was a Tigers fan. I'm oh. like, why is he doing that? <laughs> this is making him better. And now, oh, we, now I, we get to see how much it helps improve his game. Honestly, I guess. closers of baseball are just crazy. Just, have you seen, well, obviously, you've seen Brian Wilson's beard. How do you not see it? But I how think they've not? got, they all got one little weird. They all have a weird thing. Like Bobby Jenks. Oh my God. Bobby Jenks was so much fun to watch. Yeah. He'd always play with his beard. Yeah. The guy'd be sweating. Like if you put a bucket under him, you could probably feed all of a whole country. Oh, (laughs) Feed the country. Feed the the country with the sweat. Bobby Jenks sweat. He's a big guy. He's probably got a lot of nutrients in that. (laughs) That is one disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. I know. But he'd always, he'd always wipe his face. He'd always play with his beard. He was nasty though. He was good. But they all had their own kind of things that they do their own stick it's, it's like keepers in hockey you got to have your weird yeah. thing that baseball gets you players are so superstitious yeah. it's not like you can't step on the on the baselines or not on the baselines but the foul lines like by first and third you can't step on those like i used to do that when i played in high school people like oh my gosh we're gonna lose now right. i'd be like whatever but center field you got to step on second base yeah, going you have like in. a certain pair of like briefs or like socks that you always wear like man i gotta wear these socks we got a big <laughs> you game don't hear up. about it as much anymore that used to be i mean at least back with babe ruth he used to do yeah. that and i think it just took off from there interesting thing and we could bring up a topic here not really tigers related but baseball related that's fun babe ruth kind of this whole thing with baseball adjusting to the new times you look at the nfl nba adjusting to instant replay even the little league world series has instant replay but baseball's just sort of adopting it in it with like home runs and now we'll talk a little bit about home play collisions yeah which you should yeah absolutely extremely behind about it but why do you guys think that baseball like their third they did a recent they do these censuses every every couple years trying to gather like fans interest in what sports but the nfl dominates pretty much all of fall the winter and now they're even pushing back the draft in May so that when baseball starts, the NFL will be more important. More people will follow the NFL than baseball. What do you guys think is the main reason why people aren't adjusting to change in Major League Baseball? I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, you're talking yeah. about in terms of... In terms of change with anything, in terms of changing rules. Like the NFL had, I think it was seven rule changes last year alone, just during this, like, during this season. Baseball, what this is one rule change within the past what couple years i'm a, I'm an old school guy at least yeah. with baseball so i understand the hesitancy with not mm-hmm. wanting i mean you talk obviously you say to yourself well you know those close plays at first base happen almost every game yeah and you see that with the who's our perfect game guy uh, sad that I forgot his oh, name already. Gerardo, no. Armando Galarraga. Yeah, he's close enough there. Yeah, yeah, Gerardo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, he's on Milwaukee. Yeah. One replay changed, honestly, probably got that rule starting to get going and uh, cost him a perfect game, obviously. But yeah. I mean, the more that technology advances and the more that fans push this team or push the league yeah. to want to get instant replay, it's becoming well, more and more prevalent. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's. I think it's like you said, old school is the best way to term it. Baseball is probably the one one of the most traditional old school games. We like it the way it used to be. Yeah. You have all these old writers, all these old journalists that <laughs> want to keep it the way it is, keep right. these guys um, kind of out of the Hall of Fame, no steroids and everything, which I kind of touched base about that briefly in one of my other podcasts. But I don't know. I think that's one of the most important things. They're just not uh, not open to change. And I think especially now with like a lot of these rules and everything, they you have to be. Because like instant replay, like you said, like, you look at first base, a lot of those calls at first base. Second base, steals. Guys coming over to second. 
now home plate collisions are important. Well, I do I do agree with the home plate collisions. Yeah. Maybe not in the way it's worded, because I think that both players should have an equal access to the plate. And I always thought that catchers blocking the plate was never really a strong rule to begin with. What other, what other plate do you block? You can't do that with first base, second base. It's very strange to me that you're allowed to stick your foot in the base path and then just use your body. And you're allowed to collide with a guy. Very true. I mean, I guess I don't get it if you're not actively involved in the play. True. I mean, Niels, you could speak maybe about this too, but I think it's like football. Like, you guys taking away these big hits, like the safeties coming down, hitting guys. It takes away a part of the game that you look forward to. Do you want to see that part of the game? Do you like the collisions? I don't. Honestly, as a, as a, as a fan that has, like, if you talked to a, if we brought in a Giants fan over here with Posey going down, yeah. they'd be furious about this. And they'd I say, wonder how many Giants fans... Like, are seriously happy for oh, this rule. I, I guarantee you they're happy about that. Like, especially Maurer. Like, you look at all these guys with good catchers wanting to protect them and everything. But as a fan, obviously the White Sox don't have any catchers worth being healthy. So, <laughs> you, you can run them all over. We yeah, don't care they could just, Yeah, they could get hit left and right. But I don't know. It takes a, takes away a part of the game that you look forward to. You don't see it every so often, but, like, those, those are, like, big safety <laughs> hits you go, again, on YouTube and search and look at big home plate collisions. Right. What I, about? I think it... I think it just comes down to time. It takes a while for people to get yeah. adjusted change. Yeah, there's a lot of old school guys in baseball. Um, it seems like compared to like a football or yeah. basketball, which is strange. But it is I, strange. I think you talk about the uh, yeah. older journalists and people who are making an impact in the media. Yeah, but I, I think it it takes time. And when you look at like a uh, football um, with the concussions and stuff, mm-hmm. like those things, those bring about a different feeling. Even in those old school guys, they start to realize yeah. that. The big hit might be traditional. It might have been the old rules, but now we have hard, concrete evidence that it's not Health. worth it. You're yeah. going to hurt each other. Yeah. And um, I think those are the things that will start to change baseball. And then once you start making those little tweaks, they're making tweaks with yeah. instant replay. They're making tweaks with the home plate thing. That's when you start really changing the game and making it better. And that's what football is doing right now. They're changing. You can't hit above. You can't mm-hmm. hit head on. And you're realizing guys are getting concussions every single mm-hmm. game. And it yeah. might change football. In 20 years, there might not be the football the game well, that we know of. A big part of that is you have a lot of parents. After seeing all these results, all these players filing lawsuits against <clears throat> against yeah. the NFL, excuse me, like they're losing a lot of a lot of players, potential players, people saying, I know Kurt Warner, a few other players saying, I'm not putting my kid through that. I don't. I want him to be healthy. So, obviously, baseball is kind of third run in America if you look at like talent wise, third tier of talent behind basketball and football, arguably. And you look at baseball has to be has to do something to kind of get some of that talent because without better players. It's not as exciting. You know what I mean? If you look at the NFL, right, right. they get all the talent. NFL and basketball get all the talent first, well, I mean, arguably. Es- especially when NFL has to pay. Stuff starts coming yeah. out of that paycheck yeah. for the big guys. Oh, for you sure. You know something's going to start changing. Yeah. And I think it moves over from the NFL to the MLB. And I mean, you see people getting hurt, and then yeah. lawsuits get filed, and you say, well, I don't want that. It's going to cost us money. Concussions later in life. Yeah. You can't, you can't you know, sue the player. you got to sue the league. Exactly. And I think that might be a part of it, combined with the fact that you want these catchers already take a beating at the plate. Oh, for sure. I mean, the knees are blown out. Now you get hit above. They don't even have knees anymore. No, I know. I don't think Alex Avila has kneecaps. No, at this it's just point. A, it's like a it's like a, a doll's legs. Like they're just straight. Yeah, he he gets and, down there every day. He can't unbend his knees at yeah. some point. <laughs> Sounds like a great life. Yeah, <laughs> but but we'll kind of we'll kind of go through this new home plate rule briefly for you guys. So I know they had something in place earlier that some of the owners were up to, but they adjusted that just because it was black and white so that you pretty much cannot cannot do any sort of collisions at home plate. They've kind of moved more towards away from that. Um, they made it a little bit more 
kind of traditional, what we like to see. Right. And they said, this is quote, they said they, a runner cannot deviate from his direct pathway to the plate in order to initiate contact with the catcher. And the catcher cannot have the ball, so he cannot kind of square up at home plate, so he can't which, have the ball. Which I agree yeah, with. which right. I agree with, too, which is safe for, for both guys. The deviate from the path is going to be very subjective, I it think. It is very the, subjective, and that's which why. Is, I, which is baseball. Ex- but, I mean. Exactly. It's all subjective. And they, there is instant replay with that now, I, I believe, oh, okay. too. Yeah. Which is just another thing they, they need to implement. Right. Your replay becomes more and more prevalent. There's the big home run rules, the replay rules yeah. that earlier is, this year. Which is weird that that's the first to get reviewed, home runs. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest part of the game, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, there's certain rules and restrictions. The way they phrase the rule book, you mm-hmm. can look at replays, but the uh, but the coach needs to challenge it. But if it's after the seventh inning, the coach yeah. can't challenge it. They have to look at it. Yeah, it's weird. There's a bunch of weird rules and everything. But uh, at least it's a start. It is and a start. Especially with the catchers, I think it's a it's a much needed change. For sure. For and sure. It's, uh, Protect- Obviously, we're losing a part of the game that's fun, but I definitely think health-wise... And, again, if you're talking about the NFL, losing people for health, looking at concussions, I think if people – obviously it's a smaller thing, but if you look at parents looking at their son with home plate collisions at catcher, trying to protect them healthier, people might steer more, more of their kids towards playing baseball. All right, players, player safety. Yeah, that's, that's what is important, right? I guess. Hey, you know, you, you talk about the people who say they make mm-hmm. millions of dollars. This is why. Yeah. I mean, especially with NFL concussions – like they destroy your life later oh, in life. Oh, for sure. I mean, you see those people just not being able to mentally think. Tony about. Tony Dorsett, I think, was the running back had a thing. I think that's who multiple had concussions. Multiple right? concussions, and he said he's had weird thoughts and everything. Like it really messed him up. It's an it's an important thing, right? It really is. But we're glad they're doing that, and we uh, are. We uh, we look forward to how the catchers are going to, I guess, augment. We their... do exact good word choice. Yeah, augment. See, I'm using the dictionary. Yeah, there. that was like an auspice thing. That was kind of like a. Play I'm looking on forward words to there. it. There See, I, as auspice grows augment into his role, that was, I will... that was good. <laughs> you Tigers fans are smart over See, there. You guys right. are witty. Come... So Yales, you're sitting over there, nice and pretty. What do you think about your Royals over there? Well, let me tell you about this. <laughs> let me tell you how I became a Royal. All right, so. yeah, let's hear this good story. So I was growing up. Um, in Topeka, Kansas. Okay. And Farms. eating some good barbecue in Missouri. Uh, I wasn't a big barbecue guy. Oh, okay. All right. I, I was kind of like you, baseball hipster going against the grain. <laughs> Didn't All support right. the barbecue growing up. <laughs> um, right. but I was a big Royals fan. Always loved the blue and white. Um, okay. I, I was dying for that all-star game. Couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, love the waterfall. It's the highlight of the Royal season. Love the, the all-star waterfall. game. No, the waterfall is the awesome. highlight of every Royal <laughs> I've season. I've heard of everybody in Missouri. That's one of the things. Like kids do presentations in class, and I love the waterfall. I want to be there, see it. it like, it's majestic. It's it heavenly. Like, majestic. You can just stare at it. That's majestic. I actually think the baseball company Majestic saw the waterfall in Kansas City and said, that's what we're naming our brand after. That's wow. it. Yeah. That can only sim- <laughs> signify they what we want They should have just made their logo a freaking waterfall. They should have, yeah. <laughs> the Kansas City waterfall. And, <laughs> and that's why the Royals are exactly. blue and white. It just I understand. Made, yeah. Wow. So, so, it's basic. so that's where it came from, the love of the Royals? Pretty from a blue and white waterfall? Yeah. Oh, okay. Majestic. And that's, we own <laughs> baseball. Well, that's it. But anyways, yeah. I think we're going to have a good season. We got, like you said, what do you have, a second I, or third? He had second. him, a, yeah, he had him a, a, second. above second. his own team. Yeah. He has either has no faith in the Chicago White Sox. There's or some a faith. Ton of if faith we finish 500, that's definitely over expectation. He has faith off air. On air, he has to be. If you if they go 500. <laughs> Realistic. <laughs> if they go above 500 or maybe at 500, do they make the playoffs? Who, the White Sox? Yeah. Is that is that new rules coming out this year, isn't it? That a uh, six-man or six-team gets into the MLB, right? Or is that 25? Is that 2015? 
You know what? Let's do some research here. We're going to do some research. Well, while Richie does some research, if the White Sox finish over 500, I think a big thing with the White Sox, there's a lot of wild cards. Like, if you look at a lot of these young guys like Eaton, Davidson, ever, nobody's really sure if Davidson's gonna, Davidson is going to start at third base. But you look at Garcia over there in right field. If he performs, Eaton in center field. Jose Abreu is going to be a beast. I'm calling it right now. He's going to be a beast. But a lot of wild cards. So they all perform. And Sale, obviously, he's a perennial Cy Young MVP, Hall of Fame MVP in football. He's a candidate of everything. He's so good. And so if he performs well, <laughs> yeah, kind of overdramatic. But no, no, I love it. <laughs> if he performs well, obviously, yeah, I think if we fin- if we somehow finish over 500, we should be in the contention for an AL title or a wild card. Yeah. I mean, I think Detroit's going to hopefully, hopefully go over 500. Oh, yeah. If, yeah if they, there's no discussion. I mean, Detroit has a history of collapse. I mean, we we talked about that earlier. We did. Before, we were riffing off uh, all our stats before we came yeah. on the air. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, we were both talking about two big collapses. Chicago fell oh horribly in 2012. You can talk about that. And we could talk about how Robin Ventura, the new manager for the White Sox after <laughs> Ozzie Guillen, who very controversial. But Ventura... As a White Sox fan, they re-signed him after that year two years ago. And as a Michigan State student... Um, which we'd love to hear. Which we love to hear. You're go on green. one of our sides. Go green. Go what? Uh, there we go. Represent. And <laughs> I'd be at some of the football games, sitting in the stands with all my green gear. And the intercom would go up and they'd play the score, the White Sox and the, and the Tigers games. And the Tigers would win and the White Sox would lose. The White Sox had a three-game lead, I believe, with ten games left. And we are facing some of the worst teams in baseball, like the Houston Tissues, like not even real, <laughs> not even real baseball teams. But we lost, and we lost our lead. The Tigers made it to the playoffs, and eventually, that was the year where you guys made it to the 2012, 2011. That's when you lost to Texas, right? Yeah, we lost yeah. to 20, well, 20, oh, yes, 2011. 2011 was Texas. Yeah. 2012 Nelson was Cruz Giants. Hit 100 home runs against you guys. Yeah, and then he came out for PED use. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you can get me started no, on PED use, but that's a dangerous, dangerous game because this is a dangerous game. Because honestly, I just quickly, I promise that I no, didn't. You're fine. I didn't want to talk about it, but we're, we're I, I was it never. We're doing, it. <laughs> we're doing it now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't like Peralta, and I've had this for years that people who use PED use. I don't know why it's not as sting, as stigmatized as it should be. Yeah. But people who use PEDs, and Giant Peralta is one of those guys, I thought he should have been gone from the team. I don't understand this. Well, yeah, you get you get 50 games, and then you you mess up again. I guess you get 100 games. It should be first time. They know the rules at this point. They know what's yeah. right and what's not. 100 games, you're out for the season. Yeah. It shouldn't even be a discussion anymore. So but, what do you think about Braun? What do you think should have happened with guys like Braun, Braun and, should have been, and A-Rod? Braun should, or A-Rod should be gone, gone from, from baseball, this league. For sure. yeah. Absolutely. It's more of a PR stunt than yeah, anything else at this definitely. point. Braun, Braun isn't idiot i mean just look at him he's 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 apologizing and then he's saying oh no i didn't do it yeah oh yeah it turns out i did and his statement back this was what 2012 that 2011 his yeah his whole press conference that he held he was very like adamant that he i did not take peds i swear on my life peds absolutely and then what a year later oh yeah turns out i did so i forgot sorry peds i I mean, it was it was his first time, so we only got what. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Hundred games, but I I talked about steroids briefly in a in another podcast. And Richie, I used to be like, I, we could, I guess we could since you brought it up, we could talk about it briefly. But because okay, I, I guess it's related to I the guess. Tigers with Peralta. But, it is. That's true. But I spoke earlier. I used to be very traditional, so I'd say no steroids. My 
my um, I'm a partially a Cardinals fan. My hero ah, growing of course up, you are. <laughs> my hero growing up was Mark McGuire. I had a poster, all, all those fun book fairs as a okay. kid. I, I used actually, to buy. You know, McGuire it's weird, posters. but I, I did like Sammy Sosa. And, really? Yeah. With the whole home run trot over to first base, you like home that? run trot and the cork in the bat. He was my guy. <laughs> he was your guy. That's, <laughs> he was my guy before you that. You want to emulate his game after but, that? But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but McGuire, like you look at guys like McGuire and everything. I love McGuire. So, and I did a pod. I talked about how like Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think he should. I'd like to hear your input on this. I think okay. Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Really? Just because for the first half of his career, if he continued on that for another ten seasons, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. And he'd be like a, a, a different type of player. He'd be like an innovator, a right. guy that dropped 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases every year. He was lightning fast. He was a gold glove outfielder. He was great, but then he took steroids, and he just be, he hit like 70 home runs. Yeah, he well, like, he juiced up. He was juiced up big time. Went from 180 to probably 260. He went from like Chris Sale to like McClure on the wrestling team pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he was he's a huge <laughs> guy, and I, and I talked about this yeah. too, but I don't think that he should be in the uh, – Hall of Fame, or I don't think really? he should be anywhere close to the Hall of Fame. It's good that, he, I mean, I think you're right. If he didn't take the PEDs, yeah. he would have been exactly what you said, a stolen base guy with great mm-hmm. contact and great power. But he, he beefed up. He did uh, amazingly well, yeah. but he did it while he was cheating. That's true. And he knew he was doing it. And I think combined with the fact that it was such a, a big deal that he was doing this without the use of steroids, yeah. getting to 755 with his arms raised in the air as he's walking around <laughs> the plate, uh, I never liked him. No. I never liked him as a player. I never liked him either, but... And I didn't respect him because the whole time you look at the rookie year picture and you look at who he became. Oh, he looks like Alexi Ramirez, yeah. He's he's huge now. His rookie league guy, he was a stick and i think and he's kind of he's kind of a pompous kind of a jerk of an athlete like spring training he'd go down there wouldn't sign any autographs i actually heard of a story where he was walking around a mall or whatever in arizona because i think the giant yeah giants play in arizona spring training but he'd be down there and like a bunch of kids came up to him and he put he had like bodyguards and he shoved the bodyguards in front of the kids and everything He's kind of a jerk. Oh, class act. Well, him and Leland got off. What back when uh, Leland was in the uh, Pirates organization? Did, did they really? He there's back to the YouTube videos. We could look it up. He, him and Leland <laughs> got into a day. scrap that Leland was going off because Barry Bonds was obviously yeah. very cocky, very confident. Yes. And Leland was saying to him, you know, you're not all you think you are. You're not all you think you are. Huh. And uh, good for Leland. That's obviously probably not what ended up having Leland leave the organization. But yeah, it was. Uh, I'm sure it, it played it a part. That, yeah. Something that shed light on it when your manager and your star player aren't getting along for sure. But I think, and this should also help with you, but I think people who let Barry Bonds in and who vote mm-hmm. for him undermine what other great athletes in the sport have done. Yes. Which I talked about earlier with Jim Tomey, who hit 600 home runs, and he did it 20, almost 20 years, yeah. absolutely clean. It was a very great performance by him. It was. And, uh, you know, Barry Bonds and Jim Tomey, when you look at him, I think Jim Tomey's the, the better better person doesn't factor Frank, Frank in. Thomas. Yeah. Right. Frank Thomas, yeah. Jim Tomey, Derek Jeter, three people who are, you know, big yeah. guys, but honest guys who are clean and very good at the sport. Yeah. No, I agree. And honestly, like another, just to finish up the, the steroid topic, if you're going to put a guy like Bonds in, you have to put everybody in. So it's kind of a, it's a double-edged sword. You don't really know what to do. Right, right. We'll right. get into that later. See, enough steroid talk. See, <laughs> exactly. you know, I told you, I we, were gonna, you. we were going to go off and I said, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, but, uh, no, 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 it's all right. It's a topic I'm very passionate about. That's good. For all the right reasons. That's and I'm good. happy to see that Detroit doesn't have it as much. But uh, but Detroit and most Detroit organizations yeah. have been pretty clean for the most part. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we've uh, I feel like we've reached... We've touched on a lot of subjects. We have gone 
around the plate. I think that should be our byline. Around the plate. That was pretty good. Around the bases? Around, around the, the horn. Plate? No, I want us horn. to I want us to walk around the plate. Just one plate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? Like, there's just there's four plates, right? Yeah. Oh man. Bases. I, Are you saying bases? Nah, they're plates. Definitely. Plates. Well, there's a go, home plate. Or we could just put plates instead of the base. We could walk around home plate. Let's put a plate where second base should be and just walk around it. <laughs> and walk around the. I'm plate. gonna I'm gonna edit out this all this podcast. No, no one's gonna hear it. This is going in. <laughs> no, we're walking around the plate. <laughs> we're walking around. Plates. All right, that's gonna be. I'm a, next article I write. It's gonna be titled "Around the Plate." So there we go. We can, already got something set up for, next for that. All right. So, uh, any uh, final statements from a White Sox? Final statements from fan? a White Sox fan. If all you fans are looking, you're kind of in dismay. You're Tigers fans. You're like, I don't know if I want to deal with a failure another season. <laughs> Look no further than your Central Division foes, the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, beautiful. We will, <laughs> we will definitely be in the running for a place in the Central. Look for big hitters, Abreu and Garcia to step up. And also look at and sale and look for other guy, young guys to kind of step up in roles that we want them, like like Alexi Ramirez and Gordon Beckham. And like I said, third in the Central at 500, and they, if they finish one game over 500, they are going to the World Series. No, don't quote All me right, on that. All right, no, we got them. Don't uh, quote me on that. No too late. You're, you're quoted on that. All right, so perfect. So we got uh, we got the White Sox going to the World Series. Royals. If they are the, the Royals going to the World Series. No, no, let's see what the Royals fan think. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, all I got. Final comments from a Royals fan? Yeah, I just got two words. Um, Moustakis and Crow. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> big name guys from a big name organization. I like yeah, it. Amen. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Richie, any I think final I'll, Tigers? Tiger notes? Oh well, I mean, World What's Series. Say, World Series be my two words. There I you mean, go. Maybe Nick Castellanos okay. would be my other two words. I could say a lot of two words if you wanted me to. No, that's fine. Around the plate, two words, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> this was fun, guys. This uh, was fun. I uh, Yale's. Uh, Thank you very much for being our producer today. No Zach, problem. thanks for coming in. It's, it's our my Chicago pleasure. Thank West you very Sox much guy. for having me. And I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed our riveting Boy. discussion. Boys of summer are back, baby. Boys of the summer are back. <laughs> Tiger Talk. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Schoolboy did the chucking. Goose Gosling made opposing picture screen. Then Georgie Kelly came upon the scene. I'm talking baseball. The Motor City team. Well, how and Dizzy set him down.